matter where you grew up, we all grew up in the same place, this America. The land of the free and the home of the brave. The land they handed down from generation to generation, and now people are trying to tell us that our forefathers were a disgrace. You know, the ones who gave their lives tilling frontiers in the cities, plains into skyscrapers, and turning deserts into gardens. We build on the shoulders of our forefathers. We don't trample on their graves. Because the old paths they cleared paved the way for us to greater heights. Small government, bold business, faithful families, as we build innovative companies, launch educational movements, build healthy churches, pubs, and businesses, and work with the same determinations our forefathers had to make our country more of what we know as This America. Join me as I go on a mission to find those 21st century pioneers who still believe in This America. I'm the water boy. What do you get when you write a subtitle? Let's say it's on Fox News. Okay. <laughs> and the subtitle says, you know, want to be tyrant, dictator. President Biden, dictator. Yeah. You know, you get fired. Where's the lie, though? <laughs> well, well, there you go. Can, uh, hey, can I ask a question real quick? Yeah. Are you rocking a founder shirt? Two two days in a row. Now listen, <laughs> <laughs> listen. Them's my friends. They yep. would appreciate if you put an iron on it. I'm just maybe <laughs> steaming a little bit. So, so this week, um, you represent um, the brand. On, hang on, man. hang on. This okay. week, Monday through uh. Thursday, I'm I'm teaching basketball camp before our shows. You're wearing founders ministry so I'm wearing shirt. Founder ministry. I'm representing both days. Well, apparently, obviously, well, you're not sweating because you didn't press out the. Vi- I'm, I'm, just I'm coaching it. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, okay. pra- I'm not All playing. Right. I'm coaching. What kind of coaching does I'm not? Or do you not? Sweat? I mean, I'm warm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little voice. All right. All right. All right. That's I just quite, say that's that's quite quite enough. Enough. That's you know quite, quite <laughs> enough, Gabe. Gravity Jack is a full-service digital agency specializing in the development of virtual and augmented reality experiences, mobile apps, blockchain, even Web3 projects, whatever those are. Founded in 2009 as the first American agency to offer augmented reality, they even patented it. Gravity Jack's digital experiences have been a source of innovation for small businesses, Fortune 500 companies, and the U.S. military. So get your vision in motion at gravityjack.com. That's gra- gravityjack.com. You know they, own, they have a lot of the patents with the whole iTunes, I, Google Glass thing, I, or the iTunes, Mac, the Mac glasses. What are they really iTunes? Called? I know. Apple, you mean? Apple glasses? Apple glasses. Is that what you're talking about? Okay. Yeah, yeah, that, that, right. that thing. Hey, yeah. we're really grateful to have with us on the show today, Mr. John Root. I'm He's sorry, it's not a very good start today, <laughs> but let's get into John. <laughs> He's, quick, quick. As a Christian, former Turning Point USA contributor and content creator, John's also an experienced sports media personality, as you can tell from his background. Uh, he's uh, He is unfiltered and unashamed to give you the conservative side of sports that mainstream sports media won't provide, doing that in a unique, genuine, energetic way. He spent five seasons with the San Jose Sharks. I'm sorry. As their in-arena <laughs> host and digital reporter. 
uh, with apologies for Gabe. Welcome to the show, John. <laughs> it's good to be here, guys. But I'll tell you what, the years that I spent with the San Jose Sharks, I think were some of the best years wow. they had. But that's not that's not me taking credit for anything. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to you don't want to see me on the ice unless you want to see a comedy show. No, it, you it's never, not good. You never want to <laughs> stake your team on the broadcaster. <laughs> well, my kind of team. I'm huh? putting my money on John Root's team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so John, um, I think recently, I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff we want to talk to you about. We're really excited. Yeah. Thank you for being on the show. Um, but um, I want to actually, I wanted to start off with this whole like uh, Dodgers and the and the Sisters of Perpetual Perversion. Um, uh, what what went down? I know you were down there and you were involved. Can you just describe for us um, what happened? So I know let's go back to the beginning. I think when the Dodgers first uninvited this group, it showed that Christians are finally standing up and say like, this, this is not going to happen. You can't put on a hunky Jesus Easter service. And that's where uh, the sisters of perpetual perversion are from. They're from San Francisco and they blaspheme our God, our Lord and savior. And then when that happened, we're like, great. Like we're finally stepping up. The Dodgers are making the right decision. And then they caved to the mob. And from there, I was like, let's make a response. Obviously, there was a huge Catholic influence to that. So uh, that was a that was a very difficult thing to try to figure out, like, okay, the Christian side of things here, uh, we have major, major differences between Roman Catholicism and Protestant Christianity. Yeah. But how do we come together and say, you know, there's some parents out there that don't like this. There's some Dodgers fans that don't like this. Our God and, don't and like this. <laughs> Yeah, our God, our God will not be mocked. I made a Galatians six seven sweatshirt that I wore, um, but I felt like it was a great response. There was thousands of people there, and then the the bummer for me is I, conservative media decides to run with so many stupid ideas at times, uh, and I've said that for a long time. the The point is the Dodgers moved up the award ceremony to an hour or maybe a little more than an hour before first pitch. People don't show up at that time. There aren't many people in the arena. I've been, I was an in-arena host for a long time, for seven years, right. five of those with the Sharks. People don't show up at that time, so the Dodgers tried to hide it, and that's why you see basically just one video that's going viral about, hey, look at the stadium. There was nobody there when they uh, decided to give the award out and honor them with some community service hero award uh which is preposterous wow. uh, and but the thing was conservative media started to run with like oh this is a successful boycott and i think unfortunately it it was that's false you know it wow. there was a lot of there was a lot of people outside there's thousands of people and that's incredible uh to see but to act like this was a ceremony just 15 minutes before the game or right before first pitch. So like that's, that's false. Yeah. Uh, so, so the stadium still yeah. filled up the stadium still filled up when, when the game actually started. Cause I, I saw that video and I yeah. thought, I thought the same thing. I was like, Oh, this is a good response. I'm glad there's no fans in the, in the, in the crowd for this game because of what they've done. Yeah. Because uh, the Dodgers ended up announcing, I think 49,000 people. So it wasn't a sellout for a Friday night game. They had fireworks and, you know, who knows? There could have been a couple thousand people that said, I'm not down with showing up to this. It's not just Pride Night. They announced it as LGBTQ plus Pride Night. Uh, I mean, they made sure to emphasize the, the alphabet before they put it in front of Pride. Yeah. And, but in general, I think it was an amazing response. We had some great speakers 
prayer was involved. And I wanted to make sure too, that uh, people understood the background of why this happened, what's going on in sports and how Christians, we can't have our God mocked and then be like, man, well, that sucks. Like, no, there needs to be a response, but it needs to be a peaceful, prayerful response. You know, man, that's interesting. I didn't know that about the crowd. That that's really telling because I think there is such a a want of momentum on our side because we feel the tidal wave of the other side. Um, but I guess that's not my question. But that that is shocking to me. My question though is, why are sports going so gay? And and they don't have to. They have all of this. Ma- well, former masculinity. Perceived or yeah. masculinity. Yeah. It's yeah. the last bastion of real masculinity and mm-hmm. testosterone in America. And then all of a sudden they're just getting they're getting their knees broken in and bowed to this LGBTQIA. Yeah, because forget about masculinity. I think the major major focus should be meritocracy. Sports are not uh-huh. about inclusion. The best people get the job. Like I could care less if there's a white cornerback in the NFL. There's been one white starting cornerback in the NFL over the last 20 years. I could, I could care. I could Step care up, less. White people. What, <laughs> Step it up. Can we get a little equality in quarterback? <laughs> hey, hey. Come on, man. I'm trying to help y'all out, man. <laughs> but that's the thing is I think it's getting into I, I can't speak to this uh, as, as well as many other people. Obviously, we've heard so much about the ESG score. You know, why would right. Target do this? Why would Bud Light do this? And they're playing the long game. The left plays the long game very, very mm. well. But I think sports teams are trying to dive into that a little bit more too. Like they want to look like these major corporations. They want to look inclusive. And I know I didn't really see a lot of that stuff until the tail end of my hosting career. The last season I had with the sharks, or it might've been the second last season, we had something called hockey is for everyone month. And there was always a hockey is for everyone night, which is basically a pride month in disguise in a lot of ways, but definitely a pride night in disguise and then now it's been hijacked into all these things we see now there was a biological girl that was playing for the junior sharks program that came out as a boy and then got paraded in front of the entire arena in san jose and they asked everybody to applaud they put together a long video and plain and simple i saw that shoot this isn't pride nights aren't just about like equality under the law for for gay marriage now that now they're taking another step forward. There's drag queens. There's transition celebrations. You have teams like the Detroit Tigers last year, where part of your ticket proceeds could go to organizations that pushed gender mutilation surgery oh. on minors. That's that's where we're at now. Why are the players? Where's the players at? Like these are the so men of the arena. Where are they at? And that's the bummer we see with uh, players like uh, Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw, yeah, like. I don't know what it's like to be in his position, but I feel like what a beautiful opportunity to make a stand against God mockers. This is not to say you need to hammer the LGBTQ community, all these people identifying as this and that you can go after this specific group that your team is honoring and say, my God will not be mocked. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I've talked to a few players that they're scared um, they're terrified of what could happen to their family. Uh, and it's not just about money. Um, sure. There's some guys towards the tail end of their career and they're like, dude, I, I'm going to be a free agent this year. Um, 
I don't know if I'll get picked up. I don't know what's going to happen to my family. I don't know what's going to happen to my kids. I don't want to get doxxed because the team's not going to support them. The league is definitely not going to support them. And they're just going to get hammered by this just militant alphabet mafia that will not take no for an answer. And it's so sad to see a lot of people not step up. The worst part too, is you have a manager for the Dodgers, Dave Roberts, who claims that he's a Christian and he's parading around with an LA Dodgers pride rainbow hat on. He looks just like everybody else. And he wished everybody a happy pride month before the game. Like people are being cowardice about their faith. And this is where we draw a line. And it's not saying you go, need to go hammer uh, the young kids out here that have been, uh, their minds have been absolutely polluted with nonsense because of the education system, what's going on in media. But you can draw a hard line and say, I will not support this because my God does not support this. John, you, um, when we talked earlier a couple weeks ago, um, you told me a little bit about kind of your walk with the Lord. Um, did that, your, um, I don't know, awakening moment or your, um, did it kind of coincide with, um, some of your work in media and some of the things that you are now starting have to do and having to sign off for um, and support or, or at least seemingly support in, you know, the San Jose sharks or whatever. Yeah. Because when I was with the sharks and I was with the golden state warriors organization, I worked for their G league team, the Santa Cruz warriors did some work with NBC sports in the Bay area and specifically with the sharks when there was a pride night, I, they didn't force me to wear any pride gear. They respected uh, my belief in Jesus Christ. Uh, I didn't have to do any sort of ad reads. I wasn't a part of anything there like I, that yeah. I didn't have to be. But now, you know, there's no way that I'd get, ever get hired because uh, now you, you need your hosts and your personalities and everybody to fall in line with this because that's, the, that's where they're going. But I know for me, I had my you know, awakening moment when I started to see those things like that hockey is for everyone night. Um, I'm going to love these people. I'm going to interact um, with this girl and her family. And I'm going to tell them like, Hey, I'm, I'm so glad that uh, you guys are here. I'm not going to celebrate the fact that they're pushing this on their kid or they're telling the kid to go along with this delusion. But like, how can I set myself apart as a Christian? And I even interacted with a lot of fans to say like, Hey, this is why I don't wear this gear, uh, because it is against, uh, my faith. And I, and I would ask that you guys accept that, but now we're at a place where everybody needs to fall in line, host personality, players, coaches, you fall in line with this. And if you're, and if you're not with it, you're out. So I think my concern, um, about the current, I guess, state of conservatism is, is where there's so much pressure going on conservatism right now to accept the the alphabet mafia. And a lot of conservative figures. But enough about the chosen. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and so there's all this pressure where they think that oh we need to become more friendly with LGBT to get the votes. I don't think that's true. Uh, but conservatism is defining a big tent as being more friendly to LGBT. It seems like now. What what do you see going on in the conservative movement? I know you're just you were with TPUSA. Now you aren't with TPUSA anymore. Uh, I, I, there's a number of things that tie into that, to that answer. Uh, plain and simple. There's a lot of compromise going on and people, I hope start to admit that because if someone like Donald Trump is going to consider himself a Christian, uh, a Christ follower, he needs to bear good fruit. You can't mm. be throwing, 
you can't be throwing parties at Mar-a-Lago for the disrespect for marriage act. Like, and then pretending like this guy is actually aligned with us. They're like, Oh, look at everything he did for the evangelical vote. Sure. But if he's going to be making decisions like that, there's no way that he can consider himself a Christian. And what I'm seeing now too is, uh, people are almost aligning with lesbian, gay, bisexual, and the TQ plus uh, they'll throw off to the side. Um, We can, we can be kind of okay with this. We'll compromise there. If you are okay with gay marriage and you consider yourself a Christian, you're some sort of political pundit, you're a cultural commentator on the conservative side. You have to admit that you are not conserving marriage and parenting as God ordained it and created it. Uh, and, but they are, they're refusing to go that far because they're like, yes, well, there's some gay people on the conservative side that want to be a part of this. It's like, I'm not saying if you're gay, you you can't consider yourself a conservative, but if you consider yourself gay and conservative, you have to admit you're not conserving marriage. And where, where do all these values come from? God. Yeah. That's what we're trying to conserve. So speaking of Dave Rubin. Um, <laughs> um, is, given, given how Daily Wire has been celebrating Dave Rubin going out and buying eggs to create a fake family, you mean every conservative? Yeah, they're movement. all they're all celebrating. Prager, Prager, you. But but, but, uh, yep. but um, I mean, is is it, are are conservative media outlets so called like Daily Wire, um, Prager, you, Blaze, whatever? I mean, are they, are they going to make it? I think they're going to make it because they're catering to a specific audience that is looking for media to connect with. There's some people in that middle. There's some people that are in the gay uh, agenda and they're going to cater to them. But at the same time, they're going to lose some other people. Um, But plain and simple, I think they're able to dupe people because there's there's way too many people that are biblically illiterate. Where they're just like, you know what, this compromise, like politically, it, it makes sense. Uh, and, and the, I mean, you talk about the left moving the goalposts. The conservative movement is moving the goalposts yes. constantly. That's right. And that's what we're, that's what we're going to see going into 2024. Uh, but the problem is, and uh, Knox, I know you're bringing up uh, the chosen. We've had enough. I, I mean, I've definitely had enough of, of all that stuff. But that's a place where we draw a hard line. And then what happened was... We got a weak response from Dallas Jenkins. And then what was conservative media's uh, response? There was many that didn't bring up anything at all about the issue. But you also had Jeremy Boring, the CEO of Daily Wire that called. Um, and I think you guys know Ben Zidloff yeah. uh, that used to work at Daily Wire. He's become a, a great friend uh, over the last year or so. He called his piece just covering the controversy disgusting. Candace Owens decided to omit everything that The Chosen had to say to me directly, what Dallas Jenkins had to say. They're they're completely trying to tell a different narrative and, and push a different story that all these religious people, they are almost like we have alt-right and then we have the crazy religious zealots and then we have conservatives where we're at uh, and then we're uh. trying to grab those people in the middle. They're They're catering to a specific group and they think it's going to get them votes, but we have to know that if we consider ourselves Christ followers, we're not going up to heaven and be like, well done, good and faithful conservative. It's going to be well done, good and faithful right. servant. Yeah. Um, and it, we're, we're going to get hated for it. And we, we have to stick um, 
to a solid foundation. You got an ad? Uh, oh, I do have an ad. Yeah. Th- thank you. Yeah. Uh, man. I'm looking out for you, man. It's, it's like I haven't been here for two weeks. Um, <laughs> you haven't. <laughs> Christian parents are tasked by God to raise their children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. This is not confined to simply making sure they have a roof over their head and get their nose wiped. Rather, this task is the all-encompassing instruction of children. They are to be taught about this world in light of the fact that God Almighty has created and redeemed this world. Children are to grow up rejoicing in the way in which God has done all of this. So you're invited to tune in for Grace Agenda 2023 as we look to encourage Christian parents in the glorious task of raising their children to love and worship the Lord Jesus, to lead in their generation and to be the sort of faithful saints that can do the same for their own children. Registration is full, but all the talks will be posted to Christ Church YouTube channel and we encourage you to consider donating to the conference at graceagenda.com slash donate mm. you were gonna i interrupted you well i was gonna ask about this this charlie kirk tweet ah um can you bring it up um neil you got that um so is this is this today knox no is, I, I don't i might have been today i don't let me see uh, or, or, I'll, I'll find l- out real quick last day or two last day or two um charlie kirk tweets out in case you don't, didn't know gay people are literally taking over the national park system mother nature is a lesbian now even our national parks are hosting drag queens for Pride Month. Um, so my, my question is a day ago. Is a day guys? Yes, from yesterday, uh, a couple days ago. Um, but uh, my question is, I'm honestly curious. I don't know if you know the answer to this um, or not, John. But um, uh, we've we've talked on the show a few times about at least a, a, a few years back. Uh, Charlie Kirk being very, very open about like, basically like we need to accept homosexuals in the conservative movement. And what, if you don't, uh, what's wrong with you? This is actually sounds like a little bit of a, a, a slight shift back possibly if mother, you know, if mother nature is a lesbian, um, gay people are literally taking over the national park system. Um, is, is there been, are you aware of, or do you know of, 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 of is there been any movement on, on Charlie Kirk's part um, on this particular topic? I really haven't had a chance to sit down with Charlie. Like I, I know Charlie and I had plenty of conversations. We did content together and I was thankful that I, that I worked there, but I, I didn't really have any sort of in-depth conversation about the LGBTQ community and what that was looking like in relation to conservatism. Um, I am seeing a weird, just no hard line being drawn in, in many ways. And I think people would freely admit that. Uh, and I think probably what you're, what, what you're referencing is uh, Rob Smith and Charlie Kirk sitting down years ago. Yeah. Uh, I, I, that was, I mean, that, I mean, that was like four or five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, so I don't know if there's been any sort of clarifying statements uh, to that, but I think we'd have to admit that there's been a slippery slope that, is not really been redacted where it's like, yeah, we kind of allowed this, that, and the other thing. And then look at where we are now, because I would, I mean, adamantly, I, I was very open about this. There's no reason that you should partner with sin to fight sin. So p- people like, I know a few of the people that are part of gays against groomers. And it's just like, you even <laughs> listen to the, the title. And it's just like, yes, we can appreciate that you, don't right. like this radical side, but you're still like right here. Right. You're still you're like asking for acceptance and tolerance for this, but 
but not quite that. It's like, that is too unnatural for me. The groomer thing is too unnatural. Too far. Thieves against murder. Well, and that's, but it's not just like watching that old video with Kurt, Charlie, I was like, okay, that's, that's weird. Uh, But it's not, I'm, I'm more concerned about the present time too. Like when you see, all of our leaders, they're, all the conservative leaders, they, they're done fighting the battle over homosexuality. They don't even yeah. want to deal with it. Like, it's not even a perversion anymore. Yeah. And a point to it is even with the most famous one right now is Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis looks real strong, but he's touring with Dave Rubin. Dave Rubin, hmm. super gay <laughs> yeah. Dave. He's, he's so gay that he married somebody with his own name. <laughs> like, you don't get gayer than that. It's like, your daddy's so gay. <laughs> I mean, he, that, there's, no, there's nothing that's less, more, yeah. less fruitful than marrying yourself. Yeah. Right? Right. <laughs> that, that's, and, and then you got Ron DeSantis who's out touring with him and saying, hey, here goes yeah. a, a great bastion of conservatism, even though he's not like us. And so there, go, there goes our diversity. Oh. And, and that's... Someone who can possibly be the next president of the United States. Yeah. And it's like, where is where is the where is the is there anybody standard? Stand, is there anybody standing up? I mean, besides you, John. But I mean, is there anybody else standing up and like and it, that's a prominent conservative saying um, we're Christians? You know, you you guys on you know you other people, you can come along, but there's a line here. We're, we're Christians and we're going to stand up for the truth. Is anybody doing that? I really don't know. Cause I, I mean, I've asked the question publicly, even like who has a solid theology within Christian media, like who is a solid Christian in general? Like I asked that and like the only person I can really think of with, with some sort of prominence is Ali best Stucky. Like, yes, we're going to have like some, some differences in opinion there, but I like, mean, I mean, compa- cross politic. I mean, like, you know, like, I mean, like, <laughs> you know, I mean, well, you got like, we, we know that you, <laughs> we know that you guys got it together. Um, she was even people soft think with the Ruben of, stuff though, too. I'm not going to lie. She was, I was surprised. She was that, a little softer than she should have been. She was hey. softer than she should have yeah. been with the Ruben stuff. Well, and then that's when it starts to beg the question of like, how hard can you go when you're under the umbrella of another conservative media company? Right. Cause it, it seems like when, when Ali is you know, partnering with the right people theologically at some of these conferences and stuff she talks about on Twitter, like there's, there's times where it's like, is the blaze kind of telling you like, Hey, that's, that's, that's a little too much. Uh, even with the, like the conversation she had with Dallas Jenkins, like, Ask the question about where uh, Jesus in your show says, I am the law of Moses. It looks like it's from second Nephi in the book of Mormon. Read that passage and say, how look at this. And yeah. then look at what he said. Like, those are the kind of questions that don't get asked, but is that because of the umbrella media company that you're working for? Mm. Or is that just like, Oh, you decide that's, that's not your fight. I don't know. I, I, I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't know if the blaze would, but, monitor the content like that. I think they're fairly free, but I think that as a, a, they seem to be. Yeah, I think so. But one of the things that challenges me is when you were talking earlier in the show, right at the beginning about, Hey, when you did the, when you decided to put on this, um, uh, pushback against the Dodgers was that you had a lot of Catholics come out and you said there were some things to work out as far as our ecumenism, right? Cause you know, you don't hold to the exact same thing, but this is a way for us. I think everybody's trying to run that play because we know that the numbers are really important. And sometimes we mm-hmm. do good at it and sometimes we don't. And I think that in the in the moment, especially when you got something like The Chosen, which is probably, again, one of the most 
high profile, highly funded by most evangelicals, you know, nothing like that. We've ever, we've never seen anything like that. Right. Never seen anything like right? it. And, and you like the momentum, you like where it's going and mm. you don't want to ruin what you think could, could be something that can be a weapon to get us more ground. And so I understand mm-hmm. the calculations that are being made, but this is where I want to go. How is it that you can make those calculations well? Because you had to run that. I was watching you on stage, and you o- did the opening prayer. I think was it or one of the prayers, and I was watching. And you have you have blasphemy images all around you, and I'm like, man. Yeah. And yet, at the same time, you have this moment where it's important to fight to push back, and and you got to have some sort of. Your co-belligerents uh, are yeah, all co- messed yeah, up. But, but yeah, your co- but, and yet still hold to these standards. It's a challenging, we have weird bedfellows right now. And, you know, I mean, yeah. like the Muslims and the Christians are pushing back right. on trans culture that's, in Canada right now. The, you know? right. You're watching that. Yeah. And, and in yeah. Michigan, you're seeing the, yeah. uh, a Christian and a Muslim holding yeah. hands, arm in arm, saying, we're not going to let this happen to our kids. Yeah. And I keep thinking, as soon as this is over, who's killing who? <laughs> right? Like, yeah. <laughs> Because that, that was the tough part with us is I, I wanted it to be a prayer walk. And uh, a lot of people don't know the behind the scenes because originally it's just like, okay, this prayer walk, I have it on my heart. Going to try to connect with some people out in Los Angeles. I know uh, Lexit was out there. So Latinos exiting from the Democrat right. party, a uh, few other churches there. Uh, and then even like the, the churches and, and people we invite, it's just like, if you want to come on the Christian side, just just get out here. Like this isn't some sort of unity accord that we're putting together right. or anything. And then I, then I had some, the Catholic side reach out to me and it's like, great, you guys meet at this cathedral. We'll meet at this park. Uh, we'll start walking. You guys are a block away. You guys can say the prayers you want to say leading up to Dodger stadium. And I was like, great. That gives everybody just kind of the ability that together we're against this, but it isn't some sort of unity accord because right. you can't have unity um, with darkness. That's I mean, it's based at, yeah. at, yeah. So, but it turned into be, a situation where it was unsafe. We we couldn't uh, completely shut down sunset. And if we have protection in the front and the back with police, you could have a Waukesha situation right in the middle. So it's like, all right, the they LAPD forced the Dodgers to give us this big parking lot. And uh, even the way that I talked to them about putting the flyer together, it's like, I do not want the sacred heart of Jesus on there. A few of these other images, like, mm. I, I just, we're not down with it. It's going to turn people off. It turns me off. And then, you know, when I show up there and I'm like, oh man, like we have, we have, we have Catholics for Catholics on the podium. We have Mary over here. We got Jesus on the cross there. And for me, like, man, I was, my wheels are turning because I'm like, man, okay, this is an incredible opportunity to make sure that like I brought, I think I'm the only person that really brought out a Bible, like a real Bible, wow. like, which is which is weird, wow. which is weird because I'm, I'm not a pastor. I, I'm not a youth pastor. I'm not like, <laughs> I, I, I don't run a church or anything like that, but I'm just like, people need the word of God, but yeah. uh, people will see the way that I even cut my reel for the prayer that I put online. Catholics for Catholics is not in there. Um, and it's so, and I was trying to move around the stage, but it was one of those things where it's like, people need the gospel truth. Yeah. Uh, there needs to be reverent prayer. There needs to be uh, the Bible on stage. And hopefully it, I think it led to some good conversations, but in general, it was a very, very difficult thing yeah. uh, inside my heart and soul. Brother, I have so much respect for you hearing that. Like yeah. it, it's my, my, I salute you highly on this. That was well done. Um, I, the, the challenge, when I saw it, I was like, I I got weird. I was like, oh, <laughs> ah, 
<laughs> so I couldn't imagine. Imagine me being on yeah, stage. That's what, and, and <laughs> All right, so listen to me here. Don't. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I think that right now, the part of the part of the criticism is, if the majority of evangelical Christians were there, that would be our stage. Right. Like if we filled out all of it and, and that was us, because we're the majority. If they set up the stage. Right. If they took initiative, if they took leadership. What I think about is there wouldn't be idolatry, you know, right. But all what around. I think about that at the abortion clinics, we weren't there first. Right. But, yeah. God still, but God still was saving babies, even though that we were neglecting to be out there. Yeah. And so there's there's, yeah. there's this kind of like, all right, Lord, forgive us. <laughs> yeah. We need to repent. All right. And so when I say things, I mean, all right, how do we engage more? How do we be more part of it? And, and God and his kindness still allows. And if you read, this is why it's really important to read your Old Testament, because God will use pagans in order to preserve his people for a time for them to come out and take over. Right. Yeah. right? And if we don't pay attention to that, right, yeah. if, then we're going to miss how we God works. Or the play and, and, that God runs. Or the, yeah. massive, yeah. or the massively compromised kings that, that <laughs> reign for all these years. About where, them. You know, where it's, where it's like, I mean, they're like part of the problem and yet like, but you know, like even the, yeah. the writer of kings will be like, but he was... He was more or less like like David, but he didn't you know he didn't take down the high places or right. you know there, there were there was some there was some altars to, you know but there but like even that it's like um you you can you can you can recognize that God is still at work he's preserving there's grace there mm. so so John I gotta ask you what's next what are you doing and how can people keep in contact with you um, so God's provided some amazing opportunities I think I've seen the ending, uh, coming for, for a long time. Um, uh, again, too, I know I sound like really like just shoot us straight. I can't yeah. <laughs> in, in, in most ways. How um, much money they pay you to sign that in the end? <laughs> None of your business. But, and, and it's one of those things too, that like, I, I'm still going to continue to be bold and biblical truth. Like I always have been like yeah. and nothing, nothing's changed. And, uh, my main goal too, is just trying to see how the Lord works with conversations with people, because there's some foundational differences we have with people. There's stuff going on in culture and politics that we need to have the conversations about even specifically homosexuality. Let's talk about it from a Christian perspective yeah. and stop beating around the bush from some sort of political side of things. Like if you consider yourself a Christian, here's where your foundation should be. So, um, I'm working on some independent stuff, uh, no, trying to grow my YouTube channel, the chosen thing was not about growing my platform, but I think it provided an opportunity to be like, Hey, here's how I could put together long form content that I could just sit in front of a camera and people would seem to enjoy it uh, enough um, to figure out how to make some money there. And then um, trying to decide if I want to get into the church world uh, a little bit. Don't uh, do it. Uh, and, <laughs> don't do it <laughs> but I'm, I'm trying to i'm trying to navigate that place where it's like i just did vbs this last week with my church and like i i want to continue to serve and i want to make myself more available for my church i want to get That's discipled good. better because yeah. i want to have i mean my main thing too is uh i would love to continue to you know do some more speaking engagements um start doing long form content interviews cover what's happening in culture from a uh, Christian perspective, but I need to have a good apologetic for my faith because people are going to be like, all right, well, do you actually know what you're talking about? Like, Oh, you seem different from these other people, but right. am I really getting the truth? And I know going to shepherd's conference this last year, I was like, man, I don't know anything. It was very humbling, but that's what I want to do is, is figure out, you know, if I'm growing in my apologetic, um, I almost need to uh, just get my feet cut from underneath me and be like, 
that's that's not effective there. That's that's a little bit off base there. Here's how you can do it with love, uh, gentleness, mm. and respect at times. Here's where you can be stern when you need to be stern. Uh, so figuring out a little bit, but I do have some things I will be announcing uh, fairly soon in the coming weeks. John, I just I just right, I'm gonna have for you a piece of free advice on air. Oh wow, um, <laughs> just like that. Oh wow, just like this. From the Lord, oh, this wow. is worth a lot of money. <laughs> oh, no. um, you know, I would encourage you just to you know. Put yourself in a position where you can live with your with your conscience and and your convictions and whatever God has called you to in this next step in your life. It's definitely going to be the harder road. There's a lot of compromises we could have taken at Cross Politic to put ourselves in a <laughs> we would have been rich in, in, a, in a situation <laughs> where we could we could be on certain networks that we you know consciously knew that that would put us in a position of compromise. Um, it's a harder road, but I think it's the road that God wants us to travel right now, as as, as particularly as Christians, instead of just kind of going for the you know the easier road where the money's th- maybe there a little quicker and the audience there is a, l- a little quicker. Um, mm-hmm. Long term, you'll be in a in a way better place to serve the Lord in the calling that He's given you, and to and to um, you know the audience might grow a little slower, but God's going to bless it. Well, because um, so. right, I want to say this too. I, I know that I know that we have people out there who've got money who can give it to John so that he can continue to cover sports. Man, we need it. Like we that's really a, do need a, a Christian sports commentator on the Fight that, Life that's, Network that's on the uh, ground uh, that can get into yeah. places that you know we we don't have anybody there. There isn't anybody there. They're ki- they're kicking them all out. Right. And it's like, why can't we come here and say, here goes our Christian sports commentator? Go out there, get us, a, and then build something around that that yeah. we can enjoy oh, sports again, that's or at least have a way to push back inside of the con- those institutions and, and you know? the last piece of advice oh is boy freaking get married bro you're taking too long with your girl i'm just saying i'll call it, I'll call it. That, that was live uh, on air he's working on hey, it. it's too slow hey, you, you know what i was doing before i jumped on this what ring shopping baby Woo! there we go Hey, yeah. John. Yeah, buddy. Thank you for coming on, brother. Yeah, appreciate I appreciate it. you. If you're single, get married. Really- if you're married, have you some kids. If you have kids, go baptize them. Until next time, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic. When I grow up, I want to work for a woke company. Like, super woke. When I grow up, when I grow up, I want to be hired based on what I look like rather than my skills. I want to be judged by my political beliefs. I want to get promoted based on my chromosomes. When I grow up, I want to be offended by my coworkers and walk around the office on eggshells and have my words policed by HR. Words like grandfather, peanut gallery, long time no see, no can do. When I grow up, I want to be obsessed with emotional safety and do workplace sensitivity training all day long. When I grow up, I want to climb the corporate ladder just by following the crowd. I want to be a conformist. I want to weaponize my pronouns. What are pronouns? It's time to grow up and get back to work. Introducing the number one woke-free job board in America, redballoon.work.